It's the Bomber Brothers Podcast with Ryan and Sean Chichester. Swung on and driven to deep left. Toward the line, she is gone. Aaron Judge lined one right down the line. Swung on and lined to right center field. It is a base hit. Rounding third, scoring kind of from left off. And the Yankees win the ball game with two in the bottom of the ninth. Hit in the air to left center. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a grand slam. Oh, a Stantonian home run. Talking all things Yankees baseball. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bomber Brothers Podcast. Sean and Ryan Chichester here breaking down a couple of frustrating ALCS losses. The Yankees find themselves in an all-too-familiar spot, heading back to the Bronx down 0-2 to the Astros after the offense could not get anything done. 30 strikeouts over the last 18 innings for the Yankees. Uh Only a one-run game yesterday because Framber Valdez made two errors on one play. But the roof, the roof, Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, uh, a little little disheartening post-game comments we had. I mean, Boone was said that the roof roof killed him. And and I mean, to be honest, like, yeah, he's probably right. You know, you saw you saw online the stat cast numbers. A ball hit that hard at that angle normally travels about 414 feet. So sure, it probably it probably would have. But between that, even Severino, who we love, was pointing to the exit velo differences between Judge's fly out and Bregman's home run. And he said, you know, they got lucky. And all right, you know, even if those things are true, it's just I don't know. Maybe this is a little too old school, but like it's it's not what I want to hear. I'd rather just hear, "Hey, none of this would have mattered if we just hit." And the Yankees haven't done that. They've looked terrible. You got beat, and that's the bottom line. And now you sound like a bunch of sword losers. The there's been so much wrong in this series. They didn't deserve to win that game. You know, you could say, "Oh, the Yankees that that ball should have been out." I, you know, obviously you think, "Yeah, it should have," but you know what? That should have just made it a two-run game because the pitcher made a horrible error earlier in the game to give you a chance. And when you're running out Donaldson, a rookie, another rookie in Cabrera and Higgy as the bottom four in your order, you don't deserve to win anything. I, I mean, I mean to be fair, this is the lineup that the vast majority of Yankee fans wanted. I, I understand and with given our options i think this is the best bet i still think that it's the best bet even though what we saw but what does it say about what the team construction is like when that's what you're going with in 09 the bottom the bottom f- uh four guys you had posada and cano and, and swisher and melky cabrera or brett Gardner. Yeah, yeah he's now had look, like 820 home run hitters <laughs> now look at what you have you have a uh, i i mean and and the other thing is, yeah, we we all want we all want um, Peraza, who by the way, even though he got no hits, absolutely phenomenal game on defense. Keep him in. I don't yeah. care. I don't care. Uh, he, he, IKF could wreck a game in the wrong way with his glove. This kid can at least save a game with his glove. But you didn't play him down the stretch, and now look what he, you know he, he's he's going to be rusty, just like Carpenter's rusty because he was hurt. And that it, it it's look. It's I I put it on 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 Twitter last night. I'm not surprised at all that trading for IKF old Josh Donaldson and turning the keys to the catching kingdom over to Higgy 
as the as the preseason plan. I can't believe that 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 didn't close the gap between the Yankees and the Astros. Just what poor planning. And I know a lot of Yankee fans are saying, "Oh well, you know, if LeMahieu wasn't hurt and if Benintendi wasn't hurt, blah 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 blah." They're good players. Don't get me wrong, but you know, at, at some point, you just have to admit that the the Yankees aren't putting the best team on the field to start the season. They tried to get cute and Ed Benintendi, but I mean, it's it's just been so disheartening to me to watch these games and just to realize they're they're just they're they're not positioned to take down the Astros and it, it's because of the planning that goes into this and the investment from ownership in my in my opinion we can sit here and talk about all the strikeouts all you want and it's frustrating it's annoying and but when you have like a you know pushing 40 Josh Donaldson striking out are you surprised he's been striking out all season no I think that I think that's what adds to the frustration is you know you go back to what you were saying with Peraza about how he had been looking really good down the stretch. And then they said, Oh, we don't think he's ready. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of these trends that have bled into the postseason are things that we've been seeing the entire season. Josh Donaldson has been terrible all season. IKF. It was terrible at the plate all season and consistently got worse in the field throughout the season. These were all things that I think the vast majority of Yankee fans were talking about going into the postseason and and even before the postseason came around. And Aaron Boone was asked some of these questions and all he ever came back to was, oh, you know, internally we see ICAB as one of the best defensive shortstops in the game. And so the frustrating part is with all of that in mind and Boone seemingly being, you know, set on IKF, but then he benches him two games in the ALDS. And then we don't see Peraza again until game two of the ALCS. It's like, so you actually did have some, some doubts about IKF and where would the Yankees be if Peraza had was able to get more at bats in the AL in the ALDS, where would the Yankees be if they finally didn't wait until last night to drop Josh Donaldson in the order who needs to be dropped even further, but I, I don't know what they're going to, I don't know what they're going to do there. That is a spot where the LeMahieu injury really does hurt. Although, I mean, there are solutions to that too. You know, if you, if you, if you really wanted Donaldson out, you can put IKF at his natural third base position where he looks really good in the small sample size that he played there as a Yankee and then play Peraza at shortstop. Like there, there are ways around this. IKF is a nightmare, but I think it's, I think I would say he's even less of a nightmare at the plate than Donaldson is. I mean, I don't even want to see Donaldson the rest of this postseason. I'm so, I've been sick of him since the first month of the season Been sick of him since all that crap with the white Sox. I'm sick of seeing pimp jobs on balls that don't even leave the park. I'm sick of seeing him, so blatantly just sit dead red every single time. I mean, we praise, we praise these couple of bats he's had in the last two games where he walks. He's, he's just sitting dead red and getting happens to get breaking balls that drop out of the zone because he's not going to swing at them. In game one, he stared at three breaking balls right over the plate for strike one, strike two, strike three. And this guy is a shell of his old self. If it never happened but from between April and October, it was never going to happen. And he, he needs to be taken out of the lineup. It's yeah. It, and, and, you know, 
IKF is the answer, which is is ridiculous. It's the only guy that you you can you can put in right now. But yeah, yeah, and you, you know, know what? Injuries. You can yeah. you can talk about injuries, but the Braves just won a World Series without their best player. And the Astros got to the World Series last year with injuries of their own. I mean, Verlander wasn't they didn't have healthy. Verlander. Yeah. So injuries happen. That's that's a that's a part of the game. It's a part of almost every World Series team story because it's a part of every team story during the year. Guys get hurt. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's Jose sucks. Ramirez is having surgery now. He uh, apparently he had a bad hand or a wrist or yeah, something. Yeah, he'd been playing with it for half the season. And, and playing with it and push the push the Guardians into the playoffs while he was playing with that. I know he didn't have a good postseason, but he got you there hurt. And yeah. and he'll probably be within the top five MVP vote getters. Yep. But for me, uh taking a step, I guess, in instead of back. But game one was about two things. It was about the third inning where they had second and third and only one out. And and who strikes out? Well, and the thing is, too, Donaldson takes a fastball right down the chute. Then he takes a curveball that splits the middle of the plate. And then he chases the ball out of the zone. So he takes two pitches that were right down the middle. I think he was guessing guessing curve on the first one. I, I might have the order mixed up. And then guessing fastball on the next one because he was he was definitely guessing and just took two pitches right down the pipe. And then he chased a fastball out of the zone. Big shocker. That would be a spot where it probably would have been better to have IKF up and at least get one run in. Get yourself the lead. And then uh, Carpenter strikes out who, look, we love Carpenter, but it's very obvious that he needs a lot of sim game at-bats against real pitching because he is way off right now. He hit one hard foul ball, and that, that's been it. Um, I'm not going to get on him because it's not – I don't think it's fair to him to do that. Um, it's no. more to, it's, it's more to me of that why, – how do you not have any better options right now? Or how did you not bring Carpenter back for those last four games in Texas when he said he felt like he was ready? D- yeah, DH him. DH him. Get Let him see some live pitching. I mean, yeah. talk about throwing someone into the fire. Seven plate appearances and, what, what three of them were high leverage pinch hit spots mm-hmm. and then the other four were against Justin Verlander? <laughs> talk about setting a guy up to fail. I mean, no, yeah. I, I don't think anybody should be frustrated with Carpenter. He was – looking like his 2013 self for the whole year until he broke his foot. Then he doesn't take it alive at bat for two months. And you're like, here, go, go face Justin Verlander or go pinch hit right now with the game on the line. And he was never a good pinch hitter. No, no. So yeah, of course it sucks to see him over seven with seven strikeouts uh, in in the postseason, but with, with that lack of preparation and that much rust, I'm, I'm not surprised, but you know, with that being said, as much as we love Carpenter, he's another one. I don't think we could see, or we should see much of the rest of this series. I mean, the Yankees have to continue trying to shuffle this deck and make and make something work. I mean, my thought goes back to Joe Torre in '96 after the Yankees fell down 2-0 and the offense wasn't doing anything. Shake it up, make some big changes. Cecil or Tino, Cecil for Tino, Hayes for Boggs. You know, what whatever it's got to be. I mean, I think they tried that last night and it didn't work. And um, well, keep shuffling. Donaldson yeah. out. Yeah, uh, Carp Carpenter can't be in there anymore. I know he wasn't last night, but he can't. He can't be an option uh, off the bench. The, yeah. Ugh, terrible. I, I I don't know. And 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 then, so it's it's a one-one game. You blow that chance. Verlander settles in. Now you're screwed, offensively anyway. But Boone starts getting cute, 
and he's leaving Tyone in and, and Schmidt gets out of it. Then he leaves Schmidt in and, and Schmidt gives up a couple homers. And I know he hadn't give, given up a lot of homers, but why not Trevino there? I mean, he's only, only kept him in for seven pitches. <laughs> he's, he's been fantastic since the yep. trade. And, and it's the same thing all season. He, he's, he's managing game one of the ALCS. Like it's game one out of the entire season and trying to, to get cute. And I understand your bullpen is taxed, but when you're in a one, one game late in the postseason, manage that game. Like you have a lead because eventually you might run into one. And I know the Yankees came back and made it a game last night where they were down one, but if the Yankees had kept game one score uh, game one at one, one, once Rizzo hits that home run, you win the game. Last night, the Yankees are playing from down 3-0. I understand that he's thinking, okay, if I rest up all my guys, then I'm going to have all my big bullpen arms you know, locked and ready to go for game two. You might never have a lead in game two or even be tied late. And of course, when Bregman hits the three-run home run, that's exactly what happens. So you keep, I'm so tired of this managing for tomorrow stuff. Um, but... It, it is it is what it is i just we've we've talked about this with boone for for four years now however long it's been it's been too long yeah five years and it really hasn't changed I mean, the best the best tweet i saw is the boone coming back to manage the yankees year after year is like the mayor from jaws one still being the mayor in jaws <laughs> two that's 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 that sums it up and yeah Yankees have a disadvantage in the it's funny the, the the Astros have had two managers during this entire stretch they've both been better than Boone yeah you know Yankees got rid of Girardi and Girardi's kind of fallen off in terms of being a good manager whatever but they brought in an idiot and and this is this is what happens and they've tried to get cute with the roster they've never put a, a full team together what look at look what Astros did you lose you lose uh, uh Correa and they turn it over to a, a promising young rookie Imagine if 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 Peraza had half a season or at least two months of major league at bats to get ready for this moment. I mean, he he looks like he can handle himself. I don't know if it would have worked, but it's worth a shot. At least Houston found out if their rookies could play. The Yankees have not because they wanted to play IKF and Josh Donaldson. It's 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 been a mess, man. And and then last night, look, you can complain about the roof. Yankees had plenty of cheap homers right down the right field line, and even it's only three eighteen if you sneak one down the pole and left. It happens. Don't complain about it. Just it, it happens. You 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 could have gotten more run, more traffic on base. I feel like they're not walking at all this series either. Like, well, they're I not. I yeah, they're they're. I understand that Yankees are a home run hitting team, but you know what is really good if you're a home run hitting team to have guys on base when it happens. I understand. You know, look, Bregman puts one in the seats. It's a three run homer. Yankees have two solo homers this series and and two unearned runs, and that's it. Yeah, and. and the Astros can take you deep one through nine. The Yankees can take you deep one through six. And that six has to guess exactly right with, with Donald. So I just got a message. My internet connection's unstable. Can you hear me now? I can't. I was just texting you. You were, I, I, you could hear what you said, but All right. you're cutting, cutting out a little bit. But right. um, anyway. Yeah, we were talking Boone. Um, Lou Trevino throwing seven pitches is is inexcusable, and Boone constantly falls into this habit where he steals steals an unexpected out or two outs in Clark Schmidt's case with the double play, and he's like, "Oh, let me let me trot him back out there," and then leaves him in too long. Frankie Montas coming in his first appearance since 
you know, in a month after being God awful since the trade deadline and bringing him in, in a two run game in the ALCS is absurd. And I'm not saying it's in, it wasn't, you know, a kind of a rocky situation as it is because of the scheduling. And they had just played a game five the day before where it was all hands on deck and the whole bullpen was used. And Wandy Peralta had pitched more than freaking Paul Quantrill see for Joe Torrey. So I, I, I get that there weren't a ton of better options, but you, he literally brought out better options in Trevino and only threw him seven pitches. Um, Loisaga could have been used. I'm sure Holmes could have been used, even though Boone's been so hesitant to throw him back to back days, but it certainly seems like Holmes is ready to do that. Uh, Holmes says he's ready to do that. Yeah. And, and you were hit the nail right on the head with the lack of traffic. I mean, the Astros get a couple base runners on and Bregman parks one into the Crawford boxes and the Yankees just, they can't get that kind of traffic. They've got guys like Donaldson too busy going all in on one guess for every pitch. And he either watches one go by or swings through it. And I mean, man, the Yankees looked so bad against Framber Valdez's curveball last oh, night. Yeah. I mean, he's never had swing and miss on his curve like that, but everyone from, I mean, Higgy, Donaldson, they both looked absolutely terrible against the curve. Cabrera and Peraza did as well. I mean, the only the only Yankee who seemed like he had a good game yesterday was Judge, and he basically had nothing to show for it. I mean, he roped a line drive to center field his first that bad. He had a, he had the single, and then the painfully pop close. Out and then the, yep. Yeah, yeah, the pop out where he seemed like he probably just got under mm-hmm. it. So Judge looked good. Pretty much nobody else did. There is very little to rely on in this lineup outside of Stan, who just continues to be strong in, in the postseason. Yeah, he, you know, he had a frustrating strikeout where he faced 99 mile an hour paint on that 3-2 pitch. It was just a perfect pitch. Sucks that he watched it go by, but it was a perfect pitch that was set up by a a pitch a couple pitches earlier that was clearly a ball. It was almost at his shins. And so he should have he should have been on base, but I don't you know I don't know what else to say other than that the Yankees once again look thoroughly outmatched by the Astros and and I guess if we're trying to find a silver lining is that we've seen this before you know 2017 the Yankees looked like they couldn't hit a lick in Houston the first two games their bulk of, like their run scoring was a Kind of like Rizzo's home run in game one. We had the Greg Bird home run in game one in 2017, and and that was about it. And then, you know, close close one-run loss in game two. Then they come back to the Bronx and, and turn it around. So I'm not saying that's not possible, especially when the Yankees have Cole and Cortez going in the next two games. So I'm certainly not certainly not dashing all hope. You know, I, I still I still think the Yankees can can make this a series, but they are doing the best they can to make sure there isn't much hope. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's setting up exactly like 2017 where, you know, they, they should win game three and four, you would think. Uh, and then in game five, you have your nemesis waiting in 2017. It was Keuchel. Now it's Verlander. We've seen this, you know, the Yankees got pounded by Keuchel for years and eventually in game five, they overcame him. And now, now it's, it's, it's going to be that you probably have to, 
you're going to have to either beat Valdez or Verlander at least once now to win this this series in seven. And uh, I I don't know if if they if they can do that. I, I, as confident as I am in Cole and Cortez at home. I'm also just as as unconfident in the lineups. I, I mean, McCullers is a good pitcher. He's had a really good year. Yeah, and McCullers absolutely killed the Yankees with with breaking balls in 2017. And the way they look against breaking balls right now, there's not much reason to think that the offense is going to break out, even being back at home. But we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not super confident. I I I'm expecting they win game three. I. I think maybe Cole kind of gets them off the mat and maybe Cortez can sneak them back into the series in game four, but we'll see. I, there, there's a path to victory for sure, but it's, it's very convoluted and very difficult. Um, but you know, it's, they, they got to start hitting and they have to start getting on base and having more disciplined at bats and they have to start hitting the curve. That that's the bottom line. And if they don't, we're going to have a heck of a lot to unpack for this off season because the the answer cannot be re-sign Judge and roll it back with the same group. It, it just can't. You can't go into next season with Donaldson and IKF and look. Trevino was a great story for for a while, but uh, you know you're you're asking a guy who was never much of a hitter to continue being an all star all the time. That's not fair to him. No, no, it's not. I mean, he, let's let's face it. He's fallen off dramatically since the All Star break when he after he received a well deserved All Star selection, but. He's fallen back to the mean pretty considerably, and Higgy really picked it up at the end of the season after a terrible start, which followed an, an unreal <laughs> spring training. Um, but uh, it's neither neither catcher I think is going to look particularly good against Astros pitching right now in the postseason because neither of them are very good hitters. So I don't really. I don't really think Boone can do anything else in that aspect other than just go with who he thinks is the better battery mate for whoever's on the mound. So him and Severino have had a lot of success uh, this year. So we went with Higgy in game two, Trevino in game one. So I don't know what else they can do in, in, in the catching aspect, but they need to do something about third base really is a shame. LeMahieu couldn't, uh, couldn't get right because that that would I think change things a lot and in, in the lineup if you flopped Donaldson and LeMahieu that is one area where I think injuries really did hurt the Yankees but that's also just because the Yankees made a bad move in the offseason imagine if they had Seager and um at, at third and and uh what Correa at short how much better the lineup would be yeah yeah exactly and they could have done it for nothing but money yeah, that's I mean, that's that's the frustrating part. That's what we always come back to here on this podcast, because I think it's very relevant. The Yankees constantly try to maneuver these seemingly small marginal moves and try to hit home runs that make them praised as geniuses. And you know what? Sometimes it works. Sometimes you get a, a Luke Voigt. Sometimes you get a Didi Gregorius. But sometimes it's better to just take the more sure thing and spend some of the insane amount of money you have and and get a star. I mean, Cray is out there in center field with the TBS broadcast team. Imagine imagine you had him at short, at shortstop. I mean, you you traded for 25 million dollars of Donaldson's salary. That pretty much would have covered Correa uh-huh. instead of a 36-year-old just because you wanted to 
try to unlock a potential gold mine in IKF, and that's completely <laughs> flopped. So, or maybe they thought Ben Rordbet was the gold mine. Who the hell knows? But it's uh, it hasn't worked. No, it hasn't worked. And they unlocked a temporary gold mine in, in Urshela a couple of years ago. I'd rather have him him at third right now. Yeah, I I'd rather have Urshela at, at at third as well. I don't know if I'd rather have Gary Sanchez behind the plate. I need to think about that. But I'd, I'd probably say. I mean, he had a he had a tough year in Minnesota, and yeah. the, the defense that would be yeah. sacrificed. But, but it's been rough. It's 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 tough. But look, we could come back here at the end of the series and say, "Hey, the Yankees got a bunch of momentum and won Game Three and Four, and they kind of rode it to victory." Who knows? I think that's one thing that actually does favor the Yankees is that. There's, you know, they have an off day today, so maybe you can kind of mentally reset. The lineup can catch its breath. The the bullpen can reset. You're going to be locked and loaded for three and four. You got to play these two games like they're game seven, all hands on deck to get the series back to even. But if they are able to win three and four, then at least you have really positive momentum going into games five, six, and seven with no off day where the Astros now are on their heels. So if the Yankees can win three and four, I think there's the potential. I'm not saying it will. I think there's the potential for things to get interesting. And, you know, in 2017, there was the off day between game five and six. Things really cooled off for the Yankees there. Maybe this compressed schedule plays into the Yankees' favor down the road. Uh, That's a stretch. That's wishful thinking. But I'm just, I'm grasping for straws at this point because I don't, I don't see how this lineup. The way it's it it th- with the players they have, I don't understand. This is the best rotation in all of baseball. I don't know how the Yankees are gonna gonna muster up runs against these guys. Um, and you, you just you you know you you, you got to hope for like a, a two two nothing game in game three where Cole goes out and shoves. And Cole's come up big so far twice this postseason, uh, albeit against the worst offense. But the Yankees have did, done a good job against the Astros uh, in terms of pitching. So you never know. Maybe Cole and Nestor go out and throw back-to-back gems, and all of a sudden we're back in it and we're feeling good going into into Monday. But we'll it's, cer- it's certainly possible. The Yankees have done a good job limiting the Astros, who, by the way, were not great down the stretch of the regular season offensively and were held scoreless for 18, 17 innings in Game 3 of the ALDS, needed a three-run home run by Alvarez in Game 1 to even rescue that, that W for them. So. The Astros actually just have been kind of slumping offensively. I mean, Altuve set a major league record now: twenty-three at bats to start a postseason without a hit. Like the, that was that was a ridiculous way to keep that streak going. By the yeah, way, that I mean, was amazing. Uh, yeah, what a play by what a play by Glaber. That was that was unreal. Um, but yeah, like the the recipe is there. You've got an Astros offense that's struggling. They just they got the timely hit yesterday with Bregman's home run. So we'll see if some better Yankee pitching can do the job and some hopefully better Yankee Yankee hitting in the Bronx, but we need Todd Frazier to come back and hit a one-handed home run. And yeah. Then we'll be rolling. Yeah. Well, all right. I got to try. Let's try to close on, on something, on something positive. Should we each say something positive about Josh Donaldson? <laughs> no, just uh, what do you, uh, what do you think is going to happen this weekend in, in the Bronx? Um, I think they'll win game three. And then I think they're going to lose in five at this point. I I think you get absolute best effort in game three. And then 
you're going to start feeling good with Nestor on the mound against their number four starter. But I just I don't see it working out. And then game five, game five is just such an advantage for the for Houston. Yeah, I just I I I can't I can't I hope and don't think they'll get swept. But I I I you know I picked Astros in five and I'm sticking with it. I am going to be a little more optimistic and say the Yankees take two or three in the in the Bronx and being back home helps and then they lose in six. That's that would be my guess. We'll see. The Bronx hasn't been the same advantage as it was in 2017 that, you know, they haven't played as well at home as they had in 2017. That's a lot to ask, obviously where they went undefeated, but yeah, Astros won two or three. The last time they were here in the postseason, Yankees lost the game to the guardians in the, in the postseason. Uh, so, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. We'll be back to talk about it, whether it's a, memorial or uh revital as we'll we'll have to see last last thing if they're gonna come back if they're ever gonna slay this dragon it's gonna be something epic think about all of like the great the the great like reverses of dominance in, in in baseball it's always something epic so maybe it's gonna be this maybe it's gonna be hey yankees were down 2-0 and looked lifeless they got off the mat and like took it from them and and finally beat them or the Astros are just going to continue to be the better team because they're constructed better, which I think is more likely, but you never know. You might get, and I am so sick of hearing TBS's broadcast, Brian say, Oh, the golden years of the last six years have been the golden years of Astros baseball. They cheated for half of that. How can you say that? <laughs> they, they were, they were cheating. Like, how do you call this the golden years? They, they stole this from, from, from the, the Yankees and the Dodgers. I, I, get out of here. But anyway, I hate I look, I hate the Astros. I hate them. I don't even hate the Red Sox like this. I hate the Astros. No, not right now. Not right now. I and and just watching them win, it, it makes me sick, man. It it makes me so angry. And then to hear the announcers call it that, that's bullshit. That that is that is absolute nonsense. They yeah. they they manufactured that through cheating. But anyway, I had to get that off my chest. Sorry, I thought of that right before we were about to No, play. it's fine. I mean, the Yankees will have a say in it if they can uh, put a stop to the golden years talk. So you're right. It'll take some kind of epic comeback. We'll see if they're up to the task, but it's not looking good right now. Hopefully being back in the Bronx will change those vibes. But uh, Sean, I'll see you at the stadium on Saturday. and We'll see everybody back here. Uh, later in the series, which we hope is not talking about the end of the series, but we'll we'll have to see. Until then, hopefully the bats wake up and we'll talk to you next time. Let's go, Yanks.